Dear Editors of Podcast Weekly, my name is Scott Copperman. I host a podcast with... I make a podcast with Elton McManus. We are currently at episode 75. Woo! Uh, Hey, Elton, how many uh, O's are in woo? Uh, Possibly three, four, or five. Oh, hold on a sec. Cool. And I think that's just great. Just wanted to let you know, hugs and kisses, Scott and Elton. (laughs) Okay. That should do it. There we go. Stand by for action. What if I didn't want to buy the potion? Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to episode 75 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. I'm your host, Scott Copperman, and with me is your other host, Mr. Elton McManus. How you doing today, Elton? Fine. I'm fun and dandy. How are you? I'm good. I just wrote the amazing, most amazing letter. Uh, let me read it to you. I'm a five. Oh, I'm a five. I'm a dollar sign. I don't think I can send that, though. No. Well, I don't know. It sounded much better in my head when I was writing it. It didn't come out very good, though. So here we are. It's February of 2011. I still say 2011. I, I'm getting more and more backlash, though. Not directed at me, but I'm I'm sensing that uh, it's just not acceptable. And I do remember you saying you're more of a 2011 kind of guy. Oh, uh, 2011 at the moment. Then it's 2012. Well, I mean, I get it. I get it. We didn't go 1,970. We went 1970. But, uh, I don't know. I just, 2011 just kind of rolls. Probably because it was 2001, 2002. It'll take me a couple years to kind of get out of this. Yeah. And I don't think people are going to want to say 2020. I I really think there's going to be backlash to that. Really? Why? I just, I think it'll just sound lame. And you don't want to sound lame. Um, hmm. You want to be here, careful of the cricket people because they they play a game called Twenty Twenty. Uh, here in America, it'll probably be Bente Bente, because at that point we'll probably be the United Federation of North America, Central America blob. <laughs> no, nothing would have changed by then. It all will be the same. I know people think that everything will be covered in silver by then, but no, not a chance. Well, we know the meteor is not coming, and everyone else knows that too. Now that They've listened to episode 73, Go Ahead and Make Plans for 2012. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, we might as well jump right into that. We had um, a couple things we've been putting up on the Facebook page lately. And I know almost all of our listeners are Facebook fans and Facebook members. But uh, we do have a couple things we've had up there. And it would help if I actually had our page called up, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm doing the same thing right now as we speak. Apotheosis <laughs> of a bombast. I, I really like the fact that when I type in A on Facebook, it auto-completes apotheosis. I, I've decided I'm not going to have any Facebook friends named Alan, Andrew, Abigail, Archie. Oh, Archie would be okay because he'd be after uh, apotheosis. Fair enough. Oddvark. No, I, I will not be searching Ardvarks because that would ruin the the autocomplete sensation. But uh, yeah, you know, we've been putting a couple things out in the show notes, and we've been referencing a couple of things. Um, but we've been putting a, a lot of supporting videos and gotten some nice things from some of the other fans up on the Facebook page. So I want to definitely encourage everyone to come and check it out. Uh, you can listen to the podcast through links on there. You can leave us comments. You can leave us tidbits. You can see who some of the other friends of the of the of the or an of an apotheosis of a bombast are. Yeah, it is an. It's in the title. An. I know. But, well, it's the, the an apotheosis. Yeah. An an. I don't the know. Bombast podcast. That's the fella. <laughs> wow. So yeah, on the Facebook page, we do have uh, all the shows you can listen to. In episode 73, we did talk about 2012. We talked about cloning a woolly mammoth. Uh, you had raised the point of you know, how NASA... Uh, I guess you had heard that NASA built two of everything. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And uh, you know, in lieu of an email, one of our listeners had left a comment for us on the Facebook page. Uh, Ian Hall had said that uh, he had heard the same thing. He was told in college that it was either impossible or too expensive to ensure... Uh, a NASA <laughs> item. So they made two of everything in case something something broke or had to be replaced. And... Which is fair enough. It takes years to build these things as well, doesn't oh, yeah. it? So... Yeah, I'm sure even some things are, are outdated. I wonder how often they start to build something. So let's say they're, they're building a, a Mars Explorer. So they start in 2000 and... Uh, they're building the Mars Explorer in 1985. Which we use? Hey, you know what? Uh, Commodore sixty four. That's that's what I got at home. That's a great computer. Let's let's go with the Commodore operating system. Okay. What workbench? <laughs> yeah, they got work the Amiga. Bench. <laughs> the, the Amiga go in there. You know, that gets time to launch, and they go, "Oh, wow! You know, we really should have used uh, this next computer. Steve Jobs just invented. Let, let's go with that. Okay. Oh, no, no." PC, PC Windows. Let's go Windows 3.1. Oh, wait, oh, I think God. they're coming out with X, XP. I mean, it must be so hard for them not to sit there and and backtrack and fix things. Because so much changes just, in a year. They just must make their own operating systems for these things because then they've got the, their own guys to do it. Well, even that, like, uh, components. You know, you figure, think of like a cell phone. So they're sitting there and they... Um, all right, we we can fit three pieces in this casing here. They start two years later. They're toward the end of the project, and they go, you know what? We could probably make five of them fit in there now. Oh, easy, yeah. So yeah, I would I would think that makes sense to build the two of everything, and it was kind of cool to get that bit of feedback. 
on the Facebook page, we've had a lot of likes and some kind of back and forth about some of the, the videos that are up there. Some yep. things that we didn't talk about in the show was a, a commercial for <laughs> a game that, that kind of was along the lines of that 255 computer command and big tracks truck. Remember, we were talking about the one where you program forward, forward, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and there are commercials for that on YouTube, but this was a uh, a game board game that had a tower in the middle, and uh, it was back really when the only game you could play on the computer was Zork. They didn't even have like wizardry or nothing graphics on the computer. It was all text-based games. Yeah, I, so I this, don't remember this game at all. I don't remember the Dark Tower game. It was it was cool, and it was. Uh, Something that I think was pretty expensive. Like you weren't going to get it, maybe for Christmas, but you weren't going to like save up your money and go and and buy it. And I, I never really did <laughs> get it or anything. One of my friends had it, and it was kind of cool to play. But there's um, a web-based version of the game that's that has all the same sounds and the images and all. It's pretty cool. cool. It's it's definitely 1981 era. It's not very fancy or anything, but. Uh, we had that up there, and and Rick from Starbase sixty six remembered it and was familiar with the Flash game, and also he he shared that same link. Uh, a couple other things on there, we had the dot 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 video that goes with the audio from our last episode. Oh yeah, yeah, remember putting that on there. Yeah, yep. Uh, we had Rhett and Link. You might remember Rhett and Link from there was a, a stop motion video of two guys with shirts that we had shared back at I want to say it was like in episode 30 somewhere around there I don't think we did I don't think we did share it you don't think we referenced it I might have just sent it to you I think you just sent it to me I don't think we actually got around to actually doing it I don't know well if if we did we did if not here it is again if we didn't here we go yeah we'll put that in the Facebook page it's pretty cool these guys actually once you see them you probably won't recognize them, but I, I do believe they actually did a uh, either a Pepsi or a McDonald's commercial based on this idea of of shirts. But but what it was was two guys with shirts, and so one would have um, like a dial on his shirt, and he'd pretend to be turning the dial. It was like just screen printed, so he'd turn his hand, and then in stop motion they'd switch to like a smaller shirt, and he'd pretend to turn it again, and it would switch to a smaller shirt. It, it was very clever. And they did another thing recently where they used Google, not Google, is it Google or YouTube? It's YouTube, the um, the CC, is it the CC? Yeah, the automatic yeah. captioning. They made a That's video it. of certain text, and it wasn't simple. It was a lot of things that you could easily misinterpret. But so they, they read a script of basically a phone conversation. They sent it through the YouTube uh, caption maker. Then they read the script that came from those captions and did it again and it's like a fancy version of the telephone game it's automatic um subtitles basically yes it's pretty clever and they have um a daily maybe like six minute video podcast they do called good morning chia lincoln (laughs) and they just talk about it's kind of like five minutes of a morning show it's pretty good but we we have a link for that on the facebook page this morning I put up uh, a bit of an Indian King Kong film. Oh, that's hilarious. It is. It is. It's also very, very scary. It's and creepy weird. and corny. 
And I think Hor- it's did you say horny? Corny. Oh, corny. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the same uh, King Kong that you see in the SpongeBob cartoons. <laughs> you know, have you ever watched that with your kids? There's like a guy in a gorilla suit. If for some reason the gorilla is always like live action. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah they cut to live action every now and again, don't they? But, yeah. Oh, this is either the worst movie ever made, or it's the most wonderfully, beautifully shot thing ever made. It's fantastic for both reasons. My favorite part of the King Kong movie is they're on a boat, I guess, going to the Jungle Island, and everybody's singing, doing the uh, Indian film style. Like, the, there's the one girl in the front singing, and then the whole crowd kind of singing back to her and all that. Had a very ethnic feel to me. <laughs> but speaking of worst films ever, I also had shared something uh, last week. There's there's supposedly a UFO in Jerusalem. It's over um, a Temple Mount in Jerusalem, and yep. basically what it is is there's like this thing that drops down, it hovers, and uh, there's a flash of light and it kind of shoots up in, in the sky. And there's been, I think, about five or six different videos that have come up. And they seem they seem like they could be faked or they could be all corroborating each other. They're kind of all from the same area as background conversations. Like it must have been some people at a party or something. And, oh, hey, look at that. They follow it. and um, It looked kind of impressive early. Then people were criticizing it, but people were just attacking it, not defending it. And I had found a YouTube person called Hoax Killer One, and he's got a series of videos, kind of debunking it. And it's kind of, it's cool. He like draws into the video and explains in text what what he's trying to point mm-hmm. point out. And then when people like say he's wrong, he like explains it further. And it's kind of cool. He it, it's a pretty impressive looking video like if you showed it to to your kids they'd be like oh wow that's it's a ufo um but i'm i'm fairly certain just in general that it's not a ufo but the hoax killer videos definitely sealed the deal for me well i've seen four of these videos there's uh it seems like they're shot from different sides of the city mm-hmm. and this the big bright light just descends from the sky and floats and hovers above the the tower thing. I can't remember. I'm so bad that I don't know the name of that thing. Anyway, the big bauble thing in the middle of Jerusalem. And it just sits there, floats there. There's a big flash of light and it just whips, literally whips straight up into the air. Now, I've seen it from three or four different angles and they all look, for a better word, kosher. Let's put it like that. And then you've got this other one, this hoax one. And I believe that this is people creating hoaxes to just whitewash it, just to remove it from, you know, it, it's just a hoax, never mind. Now, I'm not saying I believe it, although there is one of the movies where I, I definitely heard someone go, ooh, so that describes to me it's more real than fake. But I I don't there's, know. I, I want to believe. I'm I'm not going to, but I really want to believe. But there's this hoax one you put in there, it's video of this said orb coming down. And isn't it still put on the front of it? And so 
the the two pitches actually move together and uh, further away. Yeah, the the one that that I put on the Facebook page is I think of either the first of either the first or second video. And uh it's in the dark, but you can see like the horizon and you can just make out the outline of like a patio wall. Yeah. And and what he illustrates is that you know, in theory, even though the camera's bouncing, the the line should stay parallel, the horizon and the patio wall. And what's happening is the patio wall's moving, but the horizon doesn't. And so he says, therefore, that must be like a, a fake background. So, Which is know, fair enough. And, and that makes sense. And then he has some other videos where he, sh- he shows that with, like, in a brighter setting where you can kind of see how that would all play out. It's 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 done on what I think is one of the more convincing videos. Videos one and two basically show the same kind of thing, kind of from a distance. You know, like someone's, I would say maybe uh, like two kilometers from from where this is all happening. There's a, a third video which is supposedly very close, like maybe like in a hotel room, kind of near where the event is. I've seen it called the third video a lot of places. Okay. And and it's so it's much closer. This this building where the, the thing is hovering is is in nice and bright. It looks like the White House somewhere, the Capitol building. It's it's very prominent in the in the image. But so are all the streetlights. And what you have is like permanent glare and like the cars on the road in the background like the headlights for them, none of them move. Oh, okay. So it's it's like a 14-second video, and so you see this thing come down and hover and go back up. But even as the camera's moving a little bit left and right, um, the, the glare of the streetlights and the building lights is, is fixed in this, like, sunburst kind of formation. Yeah, you should have some motion blur on it. Yeah, and then in the background is, like, a, a highway or a street, and you can see like a line of of car headlights, and they just don't move at all in the span of fifteen seconds. So that one, that one actually, to me, bef- I had seen before I saw the the hoax killer debunking, and so that already for me was like, ah, oh. I was thinking like you were. Now here's someone who's trying to cash in on this and made like a bad video, or someone who's trying to discredit it and just didn't do nearly as good a job as the first one or two. Mm. And I think there's actually like a fourth or fifth video. But um, I don't know. There's tons of them going around at the moment, but I still stand by the person who said, "Ooh, <laughs> that that just says it all to me. That was real. There was a big shiny object that came down from the skies." That's what they say they want you to have. Did you see Cloverfield? I forget if we talked about that. Yeah, I've seen Cloverfield. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's that same kind of like at the at the party when things fall and people are in the background. You hear them go, "What's that?" And the camcorder jerks suddenly. That, yeah. that all adds real realism to it. So, it, it's a recurring comment for me, but to me, this is one of those situations where something was kind of intriguing, and just too much of it has now ruined the myth <laughs> for me. Like, okay, one video, mysterious, maybe two. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I wonder. Now that there's like four or five videos, and some of them are poor quality. Now it's 
that's the thing though, they're always poor quality. I know everyone says this, but they're always poor quality. Maybe this time around they've turned around and said, if we get, well, all they have to do is scan the same horizon at the same time, and they'll, they can put these into Photoshop and then put the orb and all track them at the same time. And they, they can work from that perspective, and so you can create three fake movies all at the same time shot on the same night. And so it gives it a bit more of an aura of, well, okay, three people can't have colluded together and made this. Surely not. Yeah, you're right. And you know what's missing from this, too? Have you seen the various uh, Mexico UFOs? Like, there'll be something in the sky, and there'll be, like, the whole crowd. Everybody on the ground, complete strangers, are looking up. And people in the distance are looking up and pointing. Or it's There's something about... Uh, What's getting caught on film there? That I can't remember them. Much, or can I? You might. want I think it was like a, a mayor of a city was one of the people who had seen it. It's it's always here. It's always like one of the ones they include in like a UFO special. It's Mexico City UFOs, and it's in the daytime, and you can zoom in. It looks like a metallic object. Sometimes mm-hmm. it looks like a cluster of of little silver balloons. But but that it's daytime and it's filmed from many different angles and there's definitely something real in the sky. It's just whether it's it's a problem or not. I don't know. It could be one of these remote control, uh, I don't know, space hopper thing images where you've got the little fan underneath and you send like a, a, a hubcap up into the sky and people go, oh, look, flying objects, which is really tiny. But maybe aliens are really small. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen any of the the specials where then they talk about how, like the um, Italian Air Force or the Israeli Air Force scrambled a fighter jet to go and and intercept something and it zoomed away? Yeah, I've heard lots of that. I'm see, I'm really gullible. I love hearing about that stuff. Yeah, well, that's the part I would believe the most. But you used to hear a lot more of like pilots. It was like it's an unwritten rule among pilots you don't talk about UFO encounters, and then they'd get like that one retired person or commercial airlines pilot who wanted to talk about what he saw. But now that it's nothing. And you would think there'd be more. There's so much stuff in the sky these days that secret or, or bizarre. <laughs> You're, even if it's something earthly, something that's mistaken for a UFO. I don't know. See, there used to be lots of records, uh, records of um, God coming down or angels coming down or dragons flying around as well. Mm-hmm. And the the more we move on, our tales have changed to adapt. And now we know a little bit more that there aren't dragons. And apart from the dragon slayer who will, you know, be paid to slay dragons. Yeah. <clears throat> but we've moved it on and our imagination has looked to the skies now. So really we're looking for something else. And I, I guarantee, like, well, not guarantee, but maybe 50% of the earth wants something to come from the sky. And it's all that wanting and anticipation that really creates this myth of wow, something might actually happen. One of my one of my good friends and someone who I think is is really smart and together and with it, uh, put a baby picture up on Facebook, and um, it's just like a little seven maybe seven second little clip, and her her daughter kind of stood up, and I thought that was the point of it, and then she puts down at the bottom, floating orbs. In at the six second mark, like 
my house is haunted. And so I, I put something <laughs> kind of like quirk, kind of snarky back like, oh, yeah, I used to believe that's like want to believe that stuff, too. But I've seen so many of these things like talking about dust in your filters and all. Yeah. And I kind of blew it off. But I was surprised like she she wasn't like like freaked out by it, but like she wanted to believe that it was something and and was like disappointed that I was so quick to be so negative and then kind of happy that like three or four other people were like, whoa, oh my God, like serious or not that they were indulging the wow, that's bizarre. Like, no, I, I don't know. It's kind of a sunny day and you're zoomed in quite a bit. <laughs> I'm not so sure that's not just a bit of lint flying past the lens, but... Wasn't that the rods as well? You used to have lots of films of rods. Are they real? These animals fly at subsonic speeds past your lens. Yeah. And they've got eight legs or six legs and they just fly. But it could yeah. be a speck of dust just going... Well, yeah, that's what they tried to say. Uh, I, I've seen where they like show how, because the camera is zoomed in and focused on something 50 feet away... Something very close is distorted, and I don't know. That's it's don't cool know. to see that stuff, but I'm surprised sometimes the people that latch onto that are, are so quick to believe it. Yeah, I find it very hard to believe about these rods and these orbs and stuff like that. Even like a an aura. I know everyone's got a personality about them, and it. Do you not find it weird when you walk into a room and you can feel the tension in the air though? Mm-hmm. But you, you can't actually. Physically, oh God, something's going down, and you know maybe there is something there. You know, sometimes I walk upstairs, I can tell when my TV's on in the the bedroom before I get in there, even if it's quiet, if it's just turned on, onto a like a silence. I can feel, you know, it's a crap superpower, but I can still go up there and oh, the TV's on in it's there. It's so, so funny you say that because uh, I used to have the Marvel superheroes role-playing game. It was like Dungeons and Dragons. You made your own characters and all, so you made superheroes. And I made a me character and with no powers or, you know, like, you know, oh, he's level 10, 10 out of 100 intelligence. And I was like 12 years old and all these things. And my superpower was, because I, just like you, like, I feel like if my eyes are closed and I walk in a room, I can tell if the lights are on or the computer's on or something. Mm. It's just, it's like, it's a weird... You can't hear them though. No, it's it's just something that feels different, and that's that's my crap superpower that I gave myself was can detect electronics, and I tried to make it cool, like I could be a valuable member because I could tell if there was a camera or something filming us. And, <laughs> but because I I feel the same way, it's weird. Like if I walk in and I can't hear anything, I can just tell like is the light on in the closet or you know something something feels wrong. Oh, My, good. I'm I'm glad that we've got that bonding superpower. Yes. We're, we're maybe we're mutants. Maybe we should start a clang, or no, maybe not. maybe we should start a um, a superhero thing. <laughs> maybe right. not. Let's let's move on to the next subject. I'll advertise. You know, do you suspect you're leaving your lights on at home? You can hire me to come in and tell you. Yes, your lights are on. <laughs> Did I leave the iron on, Mister Copperman? Hmm. But you have no, to be in the room not. to detect it, though, <laughs> yeah, don't you? Yeah, let me go to your house and I'll <laughs> let you know. Okay, Susan, I'm in your house now. No, you did not. Okay, thank you. I, my eyes are really, really bad. So, like, without my glasses, I I can't 
I can't hold a piece of paper close enough to be able to read it. But like if I look at my hand or a person kind of close, I mean everything's blurry, but it does I do get kind of like an aura e um you know how like a, on a real hot day your car will have just that little fuzziness right around it from the heat. Oh, the heat or, haze, yeah. Yeah. Like I get I it's just a blur cuz my eyes can't focus, but it looks like an aura, and it's kind of creepy to me sometimes because I'll be like, "Whoa, there's like a glow around you," but it's just my eyes straining to do that. But I, I wonder sometimes if that, if stuff like that is not where it comes from. Yeah, I've never had ready brick as well. That's supposed to give you a nice glow. <laughs> don't know. And can cars have auras as well? Cars? Yeah. I don't know. I guess if it's like Herbie or Knight Rider. Oh, Herbie! I've oh, I've. Oh, I the really want to watch one of them films now. But you got to watch an old one. You yeah, not the, the, one like the new. Lohan. New the was Lindsay Lohan in that? Yeah, she's she's the one who gets the car. Oh, I'm staying away from that then. <laughs> okay, so okay. anyway, my point was uh, on the Facebook page. There's a lot of extra content, some of which we will get to, and sometimes we're just looking for things to share. And sometimes it's to supplement things we talked about before. It's also a great place for you guys to interact with us, let us have comments, feedback, stuff like that. So definitely friend us or like the Facebook page. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of comments, we had a uh, comment sent through uh, from Mr. Tony Pucci. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Tony Pucci here of the Pollyanna Calgary Records Podcast, and I'd like to congratulate Scott and Elton on their 75th show. Guys, you got an excellent show. I enjoy listening to it each week. I love all the weird news you find. If I don't always comment uh, on Facebook or whatever, I just want you to know that uh, there's always something in me that's like talking to you, talking back to you during your show because uh, it's very interesting and I, I really enjoy it. So here's the 75 more and uh, best of luck to you. Cheers. And he said cheers at the end as well. Wicked. <laughs> You know what I can remember back when we first set up the an apotheosis of a bombast website and all that stuff and we I think I must have um uploaded the first file and onto the, the Podbean feed and I it was like apotheosis zero zero one and you're like, Oh, use three digits. And I, oh yeah, me well, I think one day one day we might get to three digits. Yeah, I thought you was being a bit oh, okay. Might not need that third one, but Fingers crossed we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, the story behind that is just, I that's a pet peeve of mine because I do a lot of files I have to date and stuff like that. So, like, if I do February 9th and February 10th, I want to go February 09. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want it to sort in the wrong order. So, that's why, I mean, I didn't want it to be that we went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Okay, add a digit, 10, because that would have just driven me nuts. So Yeah. That's fair enough. Cool. Thank you very much for that, Mr. Poochie. Yes, You're a wonderful you. man. I'm literally putting my fist against your chin and roughly pushing it back. <laughs> I don't know if you can imagine that or not. I don't know if I want to. No. Uh, we also had a, uh, an email as well, didn't we? <gasps> it's time for the jingle. Oh, I've got to find it. Hang on. It's your letter. It's your letter. It's your letter. It's your letter. Get in. <laughs> right, now I've got to find the email. 
<laughs> Have you got the email open? No, I do not. Oh, that means I'm still long for the ride. Oh, okay, fine. We're doing that. Email always shuts down. All right. Well, while you're looking for that, I, he- I hold in my hand uh, a an office supply. Okay, and listeners at home can pl- play along as well. Okay, it is small enough I can completely fit the object within the, my fist. I can make a fist around it, and it's essentially invisible. It is inexpensive. It's you, know, you can probably buy uh, you could probably buy four of these for the the price of like a sandwich. Um, and this product is linked to a a celebrity in some way. Do you have any guess what this product might be? Office supply. Fits in the palm of my hand, relatively inexpensive, linked to a celebrity. Is it one of them heaters for a cup that you can plug into the USB port? No, I'm sorry, it's not. Tony, would you like to guess? I guess not. <laughs> it Stapler. is. No. Well, how would that be associated with the celebrity? Uh, maybe he's sold staples. Okay, I'll, uh, this will give it away, I think. Invented. Tipex. Yes, liquid paper, white out, correction fluid. But now, oh. that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what what celebrity invented that? Then go on, tell well, me. Well, <laughs> people always say it was uh, one of the monkeys. It was. Yeah, but it's his on. mother or something, isn't yes. it? Okay, yeah, I was it, say. it was. Oh, I can't remember the name of him. Nesmith. Yeah, yeah. His mum invented Tipex, and but it's always, I hear it's him all the time. But uh, I was watching The Simpsons yesterday, and it was the episode where they split Bart and Lisa's school because the principal says women aren't as smart as uh, girls aren't as smart at math as boys, and Homer and Marge are going back and forth about who invented what. Well, a man invented this, and a woman invented that. A Marge breaks out. A woman invented liquid paper. I never called it liquid paper. That's a brand name. So oh, is white it? Out, oh. White out and liquid paper are the brand names. The product here is referred to as correction fluid. Do you still use that then? I use it all the time, actually, because I have to um, write a lot of things and scan it. So I write in black so that it scans correctly, but then I can't erase it. <laughs> ah. Pencil just doesn't come through. And then foolishly, I buy it the budget version instead of like the name brand yeah that's all the crappy stuff in the brush always goes manky inside doesn't it yeah it dries out it's real watery if you don't shake it good i don't think i've used that since maybe school or college i used to love the smell of that stuff though <laughs> does your one have a little ball bearing in it as well no i know i know what you mean this is uh like store brand office supply brand oh you got to buy the expensive stuff man it's one with a little ball bearing that you can shake around and annoy people with. The warning on the label says, Internal misuse by deliberately concentrating or inhaling can be harmful or fatal. Mmm, gotta love that smell though. Internal misuse. What would internal misuse mean? Isn't that when you swallow it? Drink it? Put if it you up do your it bottom? deliberately, if you do it by accident, it's no problem. Well, you can't really drink Tipex by accident, can you? 
I don't know. You know, I always thought these people who accidentally use like uh, hydrocortisone instead of toothpaste. Unless you keep it in the fridge and you think it's the Actimel, the the good bacteria drinks, and you, I suppose you could swallow it then <laughs> with a little brush inside it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is novel. What's this for? Maybe it's for my lips. Do you think someone? Well, uh, let me put it this way, because I'm sure someone has. Out of a thousand people, just random, no, nothing special people. How many do you think have ever taken it and thought, "I can whiten my teeth with this"? Oh God, uh, I reckon you're talking thousands of people. Yeah, I would say probably for like half a percent, like like three out of a thousand. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, that actually goes to something I was going to ask you about. Uh, name, like as a topic, there are things that I buy name brand of, and there's things that I really don't care. I'm like, uh, in paper towels. I, I buy a name brand. I don't like cheap paper towels. They don't do much. Yep. But napkins, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> little hygiene thing. Are you familiar with Q-tips? They're like cotton swabs, little little things like the size of a toothpick. With little look like little mini dumbbells made of cotton. Cotton buds. Yes. Well, Q-tip is the brand here. That's a silly name. Yeah. I think it, I think it's because it's quilted tip is what they they. But so, like, I'll buy Q-tips. I hate, like, the little uh, pharmacy brand. They just, they're flimsy and they, they, don't, they don't cut it. We had a lecturer at college who used to have grey hair and he always used to wear white socks and he looked like a cotton band. <laughs> well, what, what are two comparable things that you would buy that you need a certain brand of for one, but the other you don't really care? Um... Do you have a favorite favorite brand of like orange juice, but then you don't uh, care about cranberry juice or something? Do you know that there, there are certain things that I must have. You know, it has to be that version of it. But then other things, I I can't off the top of my head think about it. If you were buying like a a CD or DVD for your computer, you're like you're backing up the podcast, mm-hmm. and you can buy just the store brand. Or you can buy Sony or Memorex or Fuji. Like, would you go for, like, oh, that's... Would you pay the extra dollar for something that's... No, I buy the the store brand ones. Yeah, just cheap and nasty ones. For me, I I definitely do that. I can't think what it is, though. I'm thinking, like, like shower gel or butter or... Some things it makes a difference. Like like a, a bandage... The band-aid bandages, the little adhesive strips, yeah, like they, the junk, the uh, no-name brands just don't stick. But now, if it was like tape, little um, invisible tape, it doesn't Scotch really matter. Scotch tape, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tissues. I'll tell you what, hobnob. Uh, no, not hobnobs. Ginger nuts. Do you have ginger nuts? No. They might be like ginger snaps or something okay. like that. Yep. If you go to Tesco's and buy their own brand of ginger nuts. They are the best ones you can ever buy. If you go and buy like the the big name brands, which I can't think off the he- uh, top of my head at the moment, they're not as good. You have to buy the cheap and nasty ones, and also chocolate at Christmas. If you get cheap and nasty chocolate, that's Christmas chocolate to me. Not all this really <laughs> fancy, nice stuff. All the crap chocolate says Christmas to me. Maybe it's because I had crap 
chocolate at Christmas when I was a kid, but all like the the gold coins. That's the Christmas chocolate flavor. Yeah. Well, that's the food is going to be where most of that matters because it's going to be a slightly different recipe, different blend, things like that. But uh, like toothbrushes, like they, or or even toothpaste. There's like, well, toothbrushes probably best. You have like Crest brand toothbrushes and Oral B and Reach, and mm-hmm. then for half the price is the store brand. Eh, doesn't matter. I'll just take that. But there's, it's just weird. I catch myself. For certain things, it's like ah, I'm gonna spend the extra dollar, and and Marianne's funny. There's a little bit of difference, but like uh, tissues, Kleenex, that kind of thing. Like she doesn't really care, but like they're all they're all the same to her. Like, but to me, there's like a different feel. You know, you go, you spend a little extra money, it's a little softer. You know, my nose <laughs> is, is tender when I have a cold. I wouldn't go for the tracing paper toilet roll though. No. That is horrible stuff. That's oh, that's just like greaseproof paper. You're never going to stick yep. anything to that, right? But why, why would you want to wipe your bottom with that? But I'm just going to other... smear it on your cheeks. No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's you need it to <laughs> to do a job, and that's not going to do it. But things like uh, aluminum foil, saran, like cling wrap, uh, pl- little plastic bags. I mean, there's. It doesn't really matter to me. They're all pretty much the same. But now garbage trash bags. You get like a, a cheap trash bag. That's I hate like pulling. You pull it out, everything rips. I will spend a little bit extra to get a, a garbage bag that I have confidence in. But yeah, I don't I, see much of a difference in like you know little sandwich bags, those little mini clear plastic ones. No, I agree with cheap. you with the um the trash bags or garbage bags or whatever they are, because if you buy the cheap crap. Then you're gonna to have to double bag it anyway. Yeah. So why not just buy, you know, twenty p more? I don't know. You're listening to an apotheosis of a bombast. Are you fed up with carrying your chihuahua in your handbag? Does your Shih Tzu leave little Mister Whippies in your shoulder bag? Yes. Then you need dangles. That's right. The world's first dogs with handles. Dangles have been genetically modified for those stylish guys and gals who simply must take their little pooch everywhere. These wonderfully farmed canines feature a soft furry handle on each side of the spine for that pick up and go factor. Once at your destination, simply clip the handles to the belly of the dog using the neatly provided hidden poppers and then let them run free. Feeling even more practical? Then why not go for the super deluxe version with adjustable shoulder strap and ribcage pocket? Perfect for a mobile phone or purse. So come on, guys and girls, get your dangles out. From the makers of Panda Pooch, Cola Cap, and Pussy Boots. All right. Yes, you're right. It's it's been a while with the email. Let me uh, let me read it. I'll make up for having been the delay here. Uh, it's from Erwin Blanc, our friend on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Xbox. And he writes to us about episode 73, and he says, Hi all, I think the trickiest part as to how people interpret the list of movies that are most plausible is that between reading the text and arrival in the brain, many will translate it as accurate. In general, nerds and geeks think more multi-layered, 
and are aware that plausible canon often will refer to either internal consistency, where a story doesn't violate anything made up within the story itself, or a particular aspect of the story. Now he goes on to talk about um, <laughs> that one movie that we love, how awkward it is to talk about, what the bleep do we know, and he thanks us for uh, producing the podcast, which we thank him for thanking us. So he's saying that he interprets plausible as does the story's mythology hold true? You know, is is there no point in the story where you go, wait a minute, that's that doesn't fly with what you just said earlier? Well, I think it's more that the the non-geek nerd people would just either see it as plausible or rubbish, and where we, you know, a nerdy geeky person will probably dive into it a little bit more and see reading between the lines and look at movies like that. Which I can understand. You'd have a lot of NASA people doing that as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I I think you know part of the plausibility is that that helps create like a good movie. You get lost in it. It takes you someplace special and all. You know, with that kind of definition of internal consistency. Although I agree what he says. What you just said there, it takes a lot for a movie to get me fully hooked into it. Mm-hmm. So I I forget about the time. I forget about what I did, you know, 20 minutes ago before I got into the movie theatre or sat down to watch this movie. It it takes a, a special movie to actually grip me like that. Would you agree that science fiction horror film is more believable than science fiction, like, space? And we don't have to go, like, Star Trek, but go, like, Paranormal Activity versus 2010 A Space Odyssey. Ooh. You get my point? Like, I'm not saying like Freddy Krueger and and stuff, but people are more inclined to believe ghosty science fiction than horror science fiction than space science fiction. Yeah. See, I'm not one of these people that actually believe in ghosts. Although, if you mention a ghost, I think I'd crap myself. Even though I know it's not there. And same with aliens. I... I don't believe they're actually visiting, but when I go out riding and it's dark and I see a strange light, I'm like, oh my God, there's an alien over there. And I don't know, them them sort of things really play on my mind, like paranormal activity. It was it was an okay movie, and the way the movie built up to a crescendo at the end, it was quite tense and got me going every now and again. And same with Wreck. You know, during Wreck, it's basically about zombies. I don't believe in zombies, but it was nice to have the subtitles to read during the movie because it kept my eyes off what was actually going on on the screen. (laughs) They actually hook me in, and maybe it's because I kind of want to believe. Well, that's what I was thinking when I asked the question, is that I think a mediocre, not a a bad movie. A bad movie is just bad. You it's corny and the, you know the monster looks like a guy in a rubber suit that's what i'm talking about but like a a so-so horror film will scare you you'll be like on the edge of your seat and you'll hear somebody you'll look over your shoulder you'll have trouble sleeping at night because there's something about it as long as they don't go too over the top and violate the internal mythology you'll be done with the movie and you'll be looking over your shoulder but like a 
a 20-year-in-the-future um, science fiction film where, you know, they don't go too crazy. They're not robots. There's not aliens. But, you know, people have cars that are a little bit fancier. Kind of, I'm trying to even think of a good one. Like, Minority Report goes too far. Yep. But, like, bits of Minority Report. The idea of interactive uh, video displays and stuff. And I mean, I'm sure there's a film that I'm just not thinking of that the fast-forward's, like, ten years to the future and you're kind of like, yeah, I, I should be able to believe that. But I don't as much as I believe that there's some crazy person in the woods across the street from my house. Like, Total Recall. There we go. Yeah. It's so far up its own ass, really. It is a good movie, but it's unbelievable, I think. Although, have you ever seen a film called The McPherson Tape? No. I can't remember if I've mentioned this or not. It's a crappy low-budget handheld camera film about aliens coming down and abducting uh, cows and people. Hmm. But it is the scariest crap I've ever seen in my whole life. That Now, it's low budget. It's all on camcorder. But I will not watch it ever again. It scared the bejesus out of me. And I'm not going down that road ever again. I normally get a text off my brother when it's on. He's like, oh, that film's on. That scared you. <laughs> Try and watch it. I'm like, okay, flick over. No, I ain't watching that. I can't watch that. And it's really low budget, but it's... I think it's more the the theme that runs through that movie. It just grabs me. It's like, you, you want to believe. You want to be there, but you don't really want to, you know, look look away, children, look away. <laughs> I, I got to keep going back to the idea that science fiction films just try to do too much. A horror movie tends to do more with less. A creepy sound, a shadow, you know. It, Used to. Yeah, now, you know, you can't go into, like, Nightmare on Elm Street or, or Jason, <laughs> you know those. The new versions of those are too much. But you can the ghosty ones. It's a shadow. It's a you know someone disappears, a streak of blood. I mean, it's still still not as far fetched as oh yeah. So that's that's what soda machines are going to look like ten years in the future, and and I think it's because. I can look at my own life and look at what's still the same from 30 years ago and be like, yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself dating movies by the the, the big computer screens that they used to have? Uh, not so much, but I, I do find when I'm trying to pick films to share with the kids from when I was little that there are things that they just can't relate to. Like yeah. war games. I, I think my son would love war games. You know, the shall we play a game, that one with Matthew Broderick. and Yeah. But, I mean, he can't, there's no part of that he can relate to. <laughs> what, what's he doing in a phone, what's that, a phone booth? And what, he's he's dialing into the computer with his phone? What's oh, yeah, that noise? He, he, yeah, he, he mucked around with the um, the phone booth phone, didn't he? He took, took the receiver yeah. part off, didn't he? Yep. Mucked around with that, and then he had that big, huge modem where he put his phone onto it. Yeah, I always wanted one of them. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing about that that he would relate to. I would bet the coolest part of the movie would be um, doesn't the guy who invented that the Whopper doesn't he have like a remote controlled airplane he's flying on the island when I they can't go to remember. see him? 
I'm pretty sure he has like some toy airplane he's playing with out there, and that would be the part he liked the most. Yeah, doesn't it dive bomb them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now I want to watch War Games. There's a War Games 2 that went direct to video. Mm. I, I'm a little intrigued, but I think it's the same plot, just with fancier computers, like 1998 computers. I don't think I'll be bothering with that. Well, thank you for the email anyway. You're an awesome person. All right. Uh, did you have any stories you wanted to to share in this episode? Uh, yeah, there, there was a couple of things. Obviously, we had like a week off for various things. We had the Super Bowl, didn't we? Yes. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl of people carrying the ball around uh, in a, in the football match? A bit. I'm not, I uh, the team that I like the least lost. <laughs> so okay, fair I enough. hate I hate the team that lost. So that's good. Oh, okay. Um, Christine Aguilera got the words wrong in the national anthem. Apparently, yeah. I I didn't notice it. So, I mean, I I get that it's an issue, but it's not like it was done out of disrespect. No, and, it's just a little fluff, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, she could change the riff. She could riff it as much as she wants. She can go like sing it like an opera singer, whatever. That's not a problem. But uh, I don't. Some people just have too much time to complain. Yeah, and I'm I'm not bagging on you know football or American football, or whatever anyone else wants to call it, the Super Bowl or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the very end, because I, I I didn't get to see it. It was like stupid o'clock over here when it was on. But um, did the man who like picked up the trophy or whatever they do, did he shout out we're world champions at the end or not? I believe he might have. Uh, see, I, I got to just wag my finger at that man say, you're not world champions. Sorry, he's not not a world cup. Well, but, but that's there just is, me. There is that's... no other team in that team sport. That can challenge. Well, there's a Canadian team, I guess, but they play different rules. But yes, I, I, understand. I just find it, it bugs me a little bit when I've seen it on YouTube when someone's won it and go, "Oh, we're world champions." Really, not world champions. Sorry, it's just just my little snotty English look on it. You're not world champions. Sorry, not World Cup, not world champion. But that's just me. Yeah, I hear you. And and I understand that, and it's I I agree, in a grammatical sense, but I don't care enough to actually <laughs> try to defend it. Not so. biting, God, don't bite, God, mm. throwing out all these fish, and they're not <laughs> biting. <laughs> Never mind. Um, what else do we have? Uh, did you see the man that was really sorry to hold up the uh, petrol station? No. Now, if you do me a favor, yes. Could you uh, empty that till for me, please? Put it right here. What's your name? Empty the till. Put your tills right here. So I'm robbing you, sir. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. Why do you want to do that? Because I need the money. I've got kids that need to be fed, sir. I'm... I know. I know I am, sir. I, I realize that. And I'm really, I really am sorry to have to do this. But I've got kids. How about if I give you $40 and this is it? Well, I can't do that, sir. I've got rent to pay, I've got bills, and the kids need to eat. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I really am sorry, and if I ever get back on my feet again, sir, I'll bring it back. I'm sorry. God be with you, man. Thank you very much, and with you, too. 
He's like the most, he's the politest robber ever, but I still don't, there's lots of people feeling sorry for him because he's, he's been this way. He's saying please and thank you and sir and, you know, may you pass that money over here. But he's, he's still robbing the guy. He's got a gun. I, God knows how much he paid for the gun. Why didn't he just sell the gun and then try and work things out a different way? But he's, he's just in over his head. Like, I mean, he's not. He's not prepared for it at all. He doesn't have a mask or anything. He's given it, too much information. He's He'll never yeah. be able to have, have any defense. He knows what he's doing is wrong. He's <sighs> scary, though, isn't it? You feel bad for him. You, it's a sad situation, but you, but he did what he did. It's almost as if he, he went in there thinking, oh, should I do this? I, I, you know, it's obviously his first robbery, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. And he, well, the, he so badly doesn't want to do it, but he's all of a sudden... No, I've got to do this. And would you mind putting all the money over there? The guy offered him forty dollars. Well, yeah, you know, to get out of his face. Yeah, and he said, "No, no, I, I need money. I for the kids' rent." And it's a sad state of affairs where people get to this point where they have to rob anyway. Yeah, but I suppose if you're going to be robbed, I suppose you want to be robbed by this guy and not by a man jumping over the counter, smacking you in the face, losing all your teeth, and then. Picking up the teal, dropping it on your face, and then running off with the money. Yeah, well, I think people feel bad for him because, like you said, it's just clear that he's conflicted and all. But I don't know. Like when he had his out, the guy offered him money. I mean, that that could have been his chance to just be like, no, no, this is just wrong. And I, I don't like, think much, that. Sorry, was he going to get? How much was he going to get? I mean, it's not like he robbed a luxury hotel. No, it's just a cash register. I. I bet cash registers don't have half as much money as what they did 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. It's all done on chip and pin and cards now, isn't it? He would have been better off taking a handful of things and go selling them on eBay. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Take some but... cigarettes and... Uh, what, is, what are these? These are uh, beers? Okay, I'll sell those. That's good. Or just get wasted. Just drink. Drink your sorrows away. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. I feel sorry for the guy, but... I don't feel that sorry that he had to actually pull a gun out. I think when you said, oh, he, he had his chance to get away with it when the guy offered him 40 quid, I don't think he did. He'd already pulled his gun out by then. Oh, yeah. Well, he would have been definitely stopped for attempt. Well, the guy might not have even reported it. I mean, he's, he just he seems to feel bad for him. But, yeah, I mean, he crossed a line as soon as he, he pulled the gun out. I wonder if it's even like a, a real gun. He doesn't seem like the kind of person that would be prepared. That could be his kid's toy. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Oh, well. Well, well, let's try and lighten the mood. Um, Right, this happened possibly a week or so ago. But there is a Harrier Jump Jet up for sale on eBay for £70,000. The iconic fighter plane has helped Britain triumph in the Falklands War. Now aircraft enthusiasts are being offered the chance to snap up a Harrier Jump Jet... To keep in their back garden. Right, I have to stop you right there. The Falklands War. Is that like the four-day thing in like 1982? I think it was a wee bit more than that. There was... Uh, how long did it last for? April the 2nd to 14th of June, okay. 1982. I stand, corre- I stand corrected. That's fine. Um, yeah, there was, there was a lot going on, but I personally don't remember it from my 
rememberings. That's a crap sentence, but you you get what I mean. Anyway, th this one's on sale for £70,000. It had its uh, Rolls-Royce engine taken out of it. I think it's one of the, the first styles of Harrier that they came up with as well. It's got all its cockpit and controllers and stuff like that. It, it has its cannons as well. Obviously, no bullets in there. Uh, it's got its Hellfire and uh, aviation fuel tanks on there as well. But I was more interested in, when I first look at this, this the reviews that came up at the bottom. And some of them are a bit blasé. Now, the ones I'm reading now have disappeared. They've long gone. But, um, where was it? Uh, the, first, the first one I ever came across, it was... If this was the first plane ever to be fitted with the long with the front facing infrared sights in its nose, I assume the DM means that this is the first British plane ever fitted with the front facing infrared sight. Either that or you're not counting the Texas Instrument FLIR units, first demonstrated in 1964 in a full production five years before this plane ever flew as a front facing infrared sight. And that's from a man in somewhere. Yes. <laughs> it, it's just, oh, it's, it's a person gone on there and gone, oh, this is all completely wrong. I'm going to type a letter and I'm not going to put my name on it. And there we go. Sent. What a dick. <laughs> I like it, but, oh, come on, man. It's a, it's a Harrier. I'd love one. I'd absolutely love one. I think there was, uh, ever heard of Jeremy Clarkson? Uh, I don't think so. He does Top Gear over here. He's a, uh, a automobile journalist, and uh, he bought a can't think of the name of the plane that he bought, but he bought one and put it in his front garden, and he had to remove it on planning permission because his neighbours said, "You know, you can't put a big plane in your front garden," and so he had to remove it. But I'd love to get this. This would be awesome in my back garden. Have kids climbing all over it, and it's, it's like the world's best climbing frame ever I'm looking on eBay now I, I don't know if it's the same plane offered for sale is the ultimate gift for that special person who has everything uh, it's a 1998 British Aerospace Sea Harrier tail number ZH806 no it must be a different no, one this, this is a 1971 one yes this one has the Rolls Royce Pegasus engine Ooh. the price is 1 million dollars US Buy it now or make an offer. PayPal account required. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's two offers. Let's see. Is anyone watching it at the moment? I don't know. I'm looking. The seller has uh, 151 positive feedback. And these are the things they've sold before. A $10 item, a $1 item, $1, $8, $10, $39, one. Uh, Sony PlayStation game console. Panda PX4 guitar effects processor. I'll tell you what DSL. this is. This is a man living with his wife and she's going going through all his stuff and going, right, get rid of that bloody Harrier in our back garden. Like, no, well, I'll, I'll sell my guitar. I'll sell the PlayStation. I'll sell this. Look, I've got a watch here. Let me sell that. And he sold everything and she's still sitting there tapping her, her foot going, now get rid of that flipping plane. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm like, no, I want to keep it. Oh, I, I can't imagine. Like, what? You would think it would be yanked off if it was uh, not legitimate here. 
Any offer is not followed up by a written letter and deposit payment will be ignored. Once your offer is received and accepted, you may make an appointment to view the aircraft. We will pick you up at the Heathrow Airport in London and drive you to the hangar where it's located. Buy Shipping the aircraft will be by Ocean Freight on two open trailers using Waro service. I guess it's real. I'm, I'm intrigued. It'd be awesome to have this in your garden, though, wouldn't it? But they got. <laughs> what? How are we going to sell the airplane? Well, we could hire a professional to do it. I don't know. I sold that old uh, video game system on eBay. What the heck? Let's put it on. <laughs> and who would... You think there's a museum curator somewhere saying, oh, it's the missing piece of our collection. What luck, it's on eBay. Yeah, I guarantee there is. Let's start at a dollar and see what happens. I'd love this. I'd, I'd even like this or a fire engine in my garden. I think a fire engine would look wicked. I don't think Boudoir would like that, though. No. The actual entry... That's fine, but it just doesn't fit the fact that he's got the selling history he has. He would have been better off making a whole new account for this. Like, was he thinking, like, oh, I'm better off with this one because I've got positive feedback? Yeah, definitely. Feedback as a seller. He sold uh, an Apple G4 bottom cover, an Apple G4 inside top cover for a dollar, and a G4 12-inch display. PlayStation Seems like he had a spare. Xbox. This is like some kid in his basement. It's it's the it's the man who's trying to please his wife. Neutral feedback left for others. Not what I expected. (laughs) He sells the the Harrier on eBay and gets neutral feedback. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I was I was hoping it would do uh, three not uh, three Mach three, but it didn't. Oh, negative feedback. (gasps) Uh oh. Uh oh. I was told this was the 1971 version it's of the Harrier. It's a whole back and forth. Negative feedback. Product does not work as advertised. Seller no longer responding to messages. That's what our seller said here. Yeah. Uh, he was a, he was buying, but the ha- Harrier man said that. Then the guy he was buying from said, no communication, even no email. Tell us the problem. So bad buyer, rude to come. Okay. And then Harrier Man said, five communications made after PayPal dispute filed, money refunded. All of this over a new great dual Tim twin SIM card adapter, adapter written twice spelled wrong, holder N10. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Make him an offer. Where am I going to put a Harrier though? I'll get in trouble. Well, if you're lucky to get it, then you figure it out. You can donate it to the British government. Balls am I donating it? If I bought bloody Harrier, I'm going to jump around on it and have barbecues around it. So now that we've piqued your interest, folks, you'll have to uh, check out the show notes and the Facebook page and and get the links for these kind of things. Um, All I did was search for Harrier on the US eBay site. So should Mm -hmm. we think of a, a moral for today's episode? Da, 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 da. What we got? We got a man robbing. What did we talk about in the beginning as well? Well, I think the man robbing the bank, the robbing the bank, robbing the store. It's probably a good one to go with. I think we could go <laughs> with if a man offers you forty dollars, just take it, take the money and run. Take the forty dollars. Take the forty dollars and run. That's the moral. Okay. There we go. Okay, right. Well, if you have any uh, feedback or anything like that for us, uh, post it on a stamp to 
bombastpodcast at gmail.com uh, or hit it on the Facebook page, which is always lovely. Uh, tell your friends to join the Facebook page or email us and listen to the show and, and stuff like that. Um, follow me on Twitter at uh, Elton Manus, all one word, and follow Scott on Twitter at SHC1970. Yep. Cool. And that's good. So uh, we have quite a bit of stuff on hold here that we just didn't get to in today's show so we will bust it out next week yeah I've got two things on bits in the body as well which Uh-oh. I really want to hit on so uh. it'll be like a grossy one <laughs> save it for after Valentine's Day yeah okay cool alright well have a good week everybody and uh, we'll see you soon yeah cheers guys ta-da bye bye